Welcome into the Huskers Radio Network podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie, and I'm very excited to be bringing you a special new series here starting this June as we kick off our celebration of the 50-year anniversary of Title IX. We've seen such tremendous growth of women's sports, really, especially over the last few years, just taken off. Look at the record numbers that have been tuning in to watch volleyball, women's basketball, and softball. And look at the women's sports here at Nebraska alone the success that the Huskers had over the last year. But it wasn't always this way. So I wanted to have some conversations with some of the instrumental women here with Husker Athletics that help lay the foundation and contribute to the growth of women's sports here at Nebraska. And for this first episode of the series, I got a chance to sit down with Nebraska women's basketball coach Amy Williams to get her perspective First as a player and as a coach, as the leader of this Nebraska women's basketball program, but also as a voice for the sport. I guess, first of all, when you think about Title IX, what, what kind of comes to your mind? Um, I, I immediately uh, think of the women that have been the trailblazers in the sport of women's basketball for us and just um, the gratitude that I have for uh, all the people that have kind of uh, paved the way to get us to the point where we are now and um, just so grateful for the things, the, the growth that has been made and the, um, the opportunities for the young women that I coach to be able to um, to be able to uh, be realizing the dreams that they have for themselves and and um, and knowing that that didn't happen by chance and that there's a lot of people out there who put a lot of groundwork in to, uh, to get us to this point today. And, and so having an appreciation for all of those that have really paved that way for us. You know, you think about, oh, it's 50 years. That's a long time ago. But a lot of the changes are still happening and still need to be happening. I think about when I was in... Growing up when I was a young kid, Oklahoma was still playing six-on-six basketball in the early 90s. And so just even in the last, so many people have been affected by the changes that Title IX have brought in. And you as a player, too, you think about just how much growth there's been just from when you were a player to how you are as a coach now. How how much growth has there been just in that time? Yeah, it's just incredible. I can't even hardly explain it. And when I try to sit down and talk to our players uh, now about kind of the way that things even were when I played, um, it's they have a hard time really wrapping their mind around that, which I think is a good thing because Mm -hmm. um, it it shows that growth. But I think the more that our sport has just um, has gained popularity, has has really had increased viewership on um, um, television and and um, just uh, attendance has improved and increased for and people are seeing that um, these women are special and they are athletic and they are fun to watch and they um, you know they the ideas that you know we can only play in the half court and stuff like that is kind of just um, is out the window and it's really being celebrated just how special these athletes are and how much they're capable of and so um, it's just really it's really fun to watch that growth since when I played Um, I'm going to be very excited to see um, what that growth continues to look like like as my daughters move into um, you know college basketball and and um, you know just kind of uh, continuing to watch that um, that growth is is really exciting so take me back to when you know the viral video comes out from uh, Sedona about the weight rooms and how you felt as a women's basketball coach just the 
discrepancies between the men's and women's basketball tournament coming off that COVID year? Yeah, I think, um, you know, uh, the fact that we were not participating in that NCAA tournament, obviously we were getting ready for postseason play with the WNIT, but, um, you know, we were not in that environment, in that bubble, and not experiencing it firsthand. But then um, to watch it kind of go viral, I think everybody that's touched by women's basketball was affected by that and just, um, you know, just uh, very disappointed for the athletes, you know, knowing and understanding the parameters that everybody was up against, trying to plan for the bubble, um, a tournament in the bubble, and, and that brought its own unique challenges, but, but still understanding that um, priority needs to be placed um, to, to make sure that, that um, things are equitable in that manner. And so I think that it really was a positive thing because of the change that it brought about and that it's br continuing to bring about in our sport. And uh, it's been really fun to watch the growth from that situation. And then uh, one year later, when our kids were walking into the NCAA tournament and seeing, you know, March Madness, um, you know, everywhere all over our locker room and having that branding on the floors and um, just the improvements that we saw from um, in one year's time and just that I really feel like um, that they are committed to seeing continue to grow in the future is, um, is you know, it's an unfortunate situation in San Antonio, but it absolutely has brought about positive change. So um, that it's hard to look at that as a bad thing. Yeah, it's amazing how much positive came in just a year. And I was looking up the numbers of the viewership on ESPN this year, and so many records were broken on, on people watching the uh, tournament this year, the most consumed early round games on record, the most watched early round window in more than 10 years, most watched Sweet 16 game on cable since 2017. I mean, and then I saw one, I don't know if it was the final four of the national championship was the most watched game, male or female, of women or of basketball that ESPN had put on in like 10 years in a decade. So the numbers were there. How much does that fuel you in pushing to get more exposure and get the women's game on TV? Because people are watching it when you provide it to them, right? Right. Absolutely. And, and you know, we're, we'll keep our focus on making sure that we have a fantastic product to put out on the court that people will want to continue to watch but um, it's the numbers don't lie Jessica and uh, people are speaking this is something that um, people are excited about and it's fun to watch and it's great entertainment and um, just outstanding sport and a lot of really cool stories tied to um, you know players in the Big Ten Conference, you know, in our program, but in our league, um, and then nationally and in that Final Four. And it's just fun to hear those young women's stories and to see them out there, um, you know, just excelling. It's, it's, it's pretty special. When I talked to Megan Kahn at the Big Ten Tournament, she had talked about how neat it is to see the Big Ten coaches kind of come together and how you guys, you have meetings, right? And you talk about constantly how you can continue to grow that game. What's that been like? Can you give us a perspective on that of coming together? You compete, you fight it out on the court, but then you guys come together for a common go goal of continuing to grow this game. Right, and we just completed um, our Big Ten head coaches meetings um, for the spring um, just last week and, and had a lot of very productive conversations about uh, being able to, you know, ideas, just um, bouncing uh, different um, 
uh, ideas to Big Ten Network, to, you know, to the Big Ten Conference, and, you know, what can we do? And I think um, hiring of Megan Kahn was just a, a huge step for the Big Ten Conference. I think it shows just the commitment that um, that Kevin Warren has to women's basketball and, and growing the Big Ten and women's basketball um, uh, and our brand, and but also just the commitment to um, having somebody like Megan, who I think is really tying all of that together and um, going to be spearheading that for us nationally. I think it's just a pretty uh, special place for us to be um, as Big Ten head coaches right now is to know that we've got some people really fighting with us. And what about the expansion of the tournament to 68 teams this year? Well, um, this past year was the first time we actually had the play-in game. And so um, that was something that we had really pushed hard for, Jessica, since I, um, since I can remember, um, you know, even, even prior to my time at Nebraska, but for sure in the last six years, um, hearing a lot of coaches just pushing for the fact that, um, you know, knowing in the Big Ten, if there had been 68 teams um, allowed to go to the women's tournament for the last uh, however many years, that would have meant a lot more opportunities for Big Ten student-athletes to have that experience of playing in the NCAA tournament and that's something that we have really pushed hard for and so to watch that come to fruition and to have four additional teams of young women and young student athletes that got the experience of playing in the NCAA tournament this past season was um, was pretty special that's something that was a huge fight and now um, this can be exciting to be able to watch that continue moving forward I think those those ratings were really solid too even people tuning in for, for for those games too so again you put it out there people will watch um the uh going back to just the title line and and i know being that you played here and me being this is my first year and diving into some of the trailblazers and the pioneers there's so many women that have done just incredible things to help women and and put them in a place of to have success in sport do you have a woman that in you growing up in sport that you really looked up to that inspired you to want to do the things that you've done Oh gosh, there's been there's been um, just so many women that um, have been kind of inspirations to to me along the path. But um, for sure, one that kind of comes to mind immediately, um, one of my my college coach um, Angela Beck, who gave me the opportunity to be a part of this program at Nebraska, and just um, kind of watching her energy and enthusiasm, um, and just a strong female mentor and role model that was doing um, this you know and and really um, passionate coach um, throwing a lot of emotion into it um, from a very early stage I think obviously I had my mentors and role models in the basketball world and and you know as athletes but I think um, somebody that really inspired me to uh, pursue the coaching profession and and uh, you know um, I I would immediately kind of point to her I think it was neat too to kind of see um, you be a mom and watch Kennedy and you know the the pictures of when she was hugging you after the game and all of that and then I know you celebrated your wedding anniversary recently. How important has that been for you to show that hey you can be a successful coach and you can be a go-getter and have a build a program but then also still be a mom and have a family and be successful at that too? Yeah I, I think that's just always been really important to me. I think that um, I want the 
young women that I mentor um, to be able to see that aspect inside of me and to know that um, that's really important. And I think that sometimes in our job and in our world, you can get really sucked into the competitive nature and you can always just give a little more time to the job and a little more time to the job. But uh, being able to really prioritize uh, being a wife and being a mom um, as uh I think is just a fantastic way to keep balance in my life, but also to show that and mentor that to the young women that uh, come into our program. And, and that's something that I want them to know and believe that I can have it all and I can do it all. And um, you're more than capable of that. And, and um, the young women just amaze me every day, um, what they're able to prioritize in their lives, but uh, being able to um, uh, continue to carry that time management and, and prioritizing the things that are really important um, that continues into um, your your career and your job at life and so it's not just a part of you know being a great time manager at Matt time manager as a student athlete um, but also it'll serve you well in the future and uh, so I'm happy that I'm very blessed that I have amazing staff around me that um, that help really pick the pieces up and help um, you know be able to uh, complete everything that you know needs to happen so that I can prioritize um, being there for my kids. That's amazing. I just got a couple more for you. We are talking about just the growth of women's basketball. What does need to happen now? What's kind of the fight next for women's basketball? Yeah, I think we're continuing to always battle for um, increased viewership and, and um, you know, just uh, being able to have more opportunities and, and um, to, to tell the amazing stories. And, you know, I thought this past year, like watching um, as the Big Ten Network did uh, a feature uh, presentation on Nas Hillman from the University of Michigan. It was really well done and just um, told her story at a very high level and I thought that was special and now knowing that there are other very deserving young women that have very similar stories that um, that I think just continuing to fight to be able to tell some of those stories and, and promote um, the, the women's athletics you know, to get the attention that it deserves. And then, you know, you saw once again came out the numbers, Nebraska top 15 in attendance once again, and we saw those numbers grow and grow throughout the season. Just to have the support here for women's basketball, and I know we want to continue to see it grow and continue to, to fill up PBA, but to even just to have the support and the people that followed and jumped on that train last year, it has to be pretty special as a coach because it's, it's just not something that you can find everywhere across women's sports is, is the support yeah. you get here at Nebraska. It's really special. It's hard to put into words. And, and you know, we've got those just long-standing fans that have been with us through highs and lows that are just diehard, that um, are just amazing, that we are so appreciative of. And, and honestly, you know, seeing tweets um, this year year of people I've never been to a women's basketball game but after going to one we're going to be season ticket holders now because they just um, were hooked you know with this group and how hard they work and how much joy they play with and um, you know I think that was pretty special to watch that growth and uh, and we're going to just keep fighting for more people to you know to bring your friends and and check it out and our goal is we want to sell out Pinnacle Bank Arena for women's basketball game. And um, we feel like that is very, uh, very real.
realistic with um, the product that we can put on the floor, but also with um, the fan base that we are blessed with here in the state of Nebraska. So um, that's what we're striving for. You never know if you got another Alexis Markowski or Allison Widener in the stands, too, because they both started off and, and then seeing the little girls and how many young kids were inspired by your team this year, I think was also really inspiring for me to see, too. Yeah, that was just absolutely incredible and um, just so proud of my team, you know, the way that they continued to uh, want to connect. I think um, when you've had a season where you're playing in front of no fans um, with the pandemic and, um, you know, our kids were just hungry to be able to connect with um, the young people that look up to them and, and just watching for the countless number of um, hours that they would spend, you know, after games or um, outside of practice or, you know, I'd see things on social media where my players would, you know, just be driving by and stop by. Um, uh, a driveway where a couple kids were out shooting hoops and just take some shots with them and you know just pouring into the young people in our community that really look up to them and it was really um, it was very um, uh, rewarding experience for our athletes to have that uh, interaction after missing out on that um, so we're we're grateful.